Twin Lights Brewing was founded as a community-centric, environmentally-minded family operation which seeks to source and honor local ingredients, push the boundaries of the science of brewing, and spread the kind of joy that only comes from drinking beer crafted from the heart. With an ever-rotating selection of beers on tap, a family-friendly tap room that welcomes children of all ages as well as dogs, and a large, comfortable space built to host all kinds of events, Twin Lights is designed to bring the community together in new and exciting ways. Visit Twin Lights Brewing at 4057 Asbury Avenue in Tinton Falls, New Jersey, and follow them on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on their newest releases, merchandise, and special events. Twin Lights Brewing, the official beer sponsor of the Review Podcast Network. Welcome back to Matt and Mike Read Comics. This is Mike. And I'm Matt. <laughs> and we read comics. Uh, we also have a special guest today, another M, a uh, familiar voice from the last time. Hi, I'm Melissa. <laughs> Matt, Mike, and Melissa read comics. Obviously. <laughs> I, I love this. I love having you here. You're, you're a... Um, a refreshing voice. I'm also a newbie. So and no, this is fantastic. You're kidding. Me. This is fantastic. This is, I love that. I have a list of stupid questions. This I time. have a list yes. of stupid answers, but yes. there's no such thing as a stupid question, Melissa. Ever. I have people come in here all the time, and they're like, "I have some really stupid questions." No, they're they're uh, if it's just something you don't understand or something you want the answer to. Yep. If I can help you. That's what I'm here I for. I got you. That's the best. You know, just like real quick, we did, um, you know, we were telling you before we started that we were just in Charleston mm-hmm. and, and Savannah. And one of the things we started doing, because she's so awesome and will do this with me, anywhere we travel someplace, I like search out a new comic shop. You go on a comics crawl. That is awesome. Yeah. That is so damn cute. So I we, love that. We did, uh, what, four, I think, on the trip we found. And, uh, we'll we didn't, just like, say that we came back with. 20 pounds of extra luggage. We had like a whole suitcase of, <laughs> of <laughs> comics, yeah. Um, but like all the places we went to, the one, the one, a couple in Charleston and the few in Savannah, like everybody there was just, I mean, it's also it's also the South, but everybody was just like super into talking to you about comics and like, you know, and it was just a fun experience and it, it's like, it's like the, these are what comic shops should be. Like I like, because exactly. every once in a while you do go to a comic shop, right, and you get like the Simpsons comic guy, right? Like, like, like those people do exist and they you're do. just like, oh, come on, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I wish that I could say that that is an untrue statement, but yes, it is such a, a true truism. And it's like, why are you even in this business if you don't find joy in it? You know, if you haven't read a comic in like 20 years and you're like, I, I don't like comics anymore. Yeah. It's like, then get out of the business. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Step aside and let somebody It's all about else joy. Do. Yeah, that's yeah. what this is. Mm-hmm. That's why I love Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash, because it's the happiest place on earth. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get landed on with both feet by Disney. They're going to be like, no, you're a jerk. <laughs> We're the happiest place on earth. Uh, that pays our writers appropriately now, apparently. Speaking of Disney... <laughs> Um, Great segue there. For this uh, this episode, we read um, what I, I guess you can call the complete, um, you know, series of this first run of Vader comics, right? There were more yes. the, the the newer newer Marvel Disney comics first run of the new Vader comics, yes, right? From 2015. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and this was uh, I I love this, and I I was hoping that you guys would love it as well. Oh yeah, I. Uh, I loved every single page. I only had one problem with it, um, which I guess I'll just talk about now. Sure. Only problem I had with it was there was the um, the story arc that 
spanned like a couple of issues um, where Vader was kind of lured into that trap, you know, and the rebels were all there, right? Vader down. Vader down, right? And then, you know, like the storyline was was great and the whole exchange with Dr. Aphra and that, that whole thing, right? But the presence of the Han, Luke, Leia, and Chewie, like it was very involved, right? Because this is before Empire, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so it just made it a little hard for me to kind of fit it into like the canon with Empire because there was so much more interact, like direct interaction, right, with Vader than we'd ever really seen in the movies. But that's like a minor, you know, nitpicky thing. But aside from that, like this to me was flawless. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's this was, um, this to me fit in perfectly in there. And even with the, you know, oh yeah, there's Vader, and oh my God, we're gonna have to interact with him. It it fit a lot better than the Obi Wan series did. Oh yeah, um, and I liked the Obi Wan series. True. I, I yeah. think there were there were some. Uh, I didn't like the little rascals ask you know taking Leia out of the yeah. yeah. That's yeah. That didn't, yeah. <laughs> Are we gonna smuggle her out um, under my raincoat? Sure, not a problem. For me. Yes. Yeah, stand on my shoulders whoop, and whoop, just whoop, you know. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah, I was expecting to see you know. Um, but uh, this this was I mean from start to finish I think this was I, I wouldn't say flawless. I there's it's oh, yeah. yeah it's yeah, a yeah. comic book yeah. so but it was so um, lovingly done. And it captured the, the same way that I, I told somebody, uh, Ahsoka, and Star Trek um, Strange New Worlds. Mm-hmm. It captures that love of the series, of the, um, that, uh, I, I don't even know what you want to call it, that, that particular branch of, you know, the whole franchise. Mm-hmm. Yes. That they get it. Yes. You know, this is, uh, I'm sorry, the, the writer is James uh, Jason Aaron. Mm-hmm. And he was, uh, was it Jason Aaron? No, Gillen. No, Gillen. Yep. It's, um, yes, Kieran Kieran, Kieran Gillen. Gillen, yes. Kieran Gillen, I'm, I'm sorry. Jason Aaron did the, uh, I got them a little bit confused because <laughs> they did, uh, he did uh, Star Wars, which was concurrent with this. Right. But, um, yeah, Kieran Gillen, you could tell, loved everything about this. And one of the things that I adored about this was around issue was it six or seven when we saw the chitari those chitari monsters oh yes yes those things were amazing yeah and but they were in star wars canon Mm -hmm. which i was like yes this is there's a definite crossover yes And and i loved even like from the very beginning i was trying to find the the name of the the admiral that they reference who like kind of takes over, you know, that Vader has to report to. Mm-hmm. And you, he's one of those, he's one of those like characters you only see for like 30 seconds in mm-hmm. the first, uh, in a new hope. Right. And then he's like, Oh, he wasn't on the death star when it blew up. Right. Just little, little pieces of Canon like that. Like I just absolutely loved. Um, and I mean, just the, the depth, like you said, the, the depth of the story in terms of the emperor's whole plot to have other replacements for Vader. Um, Trying to like almost like that that science for, uh, uh, the science and technology versus you know the force and the magic right like that's out with the old and in with the new kind mm-hmm. of thing and the the dichotomy of that was just such a cool take I mean it was cool to, like see that in the Star Wars universe right because you that you never really had anything like that kind of competing with the force right it was always like the force and then you had like han solo and like but he didn't really give a shit one way or the other right. you know and here you have the emperor trying to like commingle but replace at the same time yeah. 
No, I have to say, I, I was um, when you chose these, I was a little concerned because I, I, while I've seen all of the movies, I don't simp for Star Wars. I'm sorry to say, guys, don't. That's don't okay. No, me. no, that's um, that's but valid. It, it was, yeah. it was Listen, the sequel really trilogy good. does exist, so it's okay yeah. to like you know. No, there was like this <laughs> nice um, level setting of like seriousness with like a lot of comedy thrown in there. I really enjoyed it. The art was incredible. Blew me away. Um, Salvador LaRocque. Yeah. I, I, I love that I'm, man. I'm turned. I'd read another Star Wars comic. I didn't think I would before I went in. I, You know, you mentioned the the comedy. I was going to say one of my favorite, you can call it a bit, I guess, in this book, was the Triple uh, Zero and, and, and BT kind of mm-hmm. being the C-3PO and you know, R2-D2, but just twisted, macabre, you know, so comic awesome. relief. They like. were fantastic. <laughs> and for those who aren't getting it, uh, you should read this because it bridges a gap between uh, New Hope after the... Um, did, did they still call it the Battle of Yavin? They don't really reference it as the Battle of Yavin in this comic book. No, well, just... I mean in canon, though. I think it's Battle of Yavin. I think so, yeah. So, all right, the, the Battle of Yavin and the destruction of the Death Star and um, them resettling on Hoth. So you've got Vader here, and he's he's dressed down. The, the Emperor is kind of a, a dick boss, if, <laughs> if I may. <laughs> uh, and he's like, look, you know what? You You gambled and you lost. You didn't die. Everybody else did. They're not here to be pi- for me to be pissed at. So you're gonna take the full brunt mm-hmm. of my anger. All those independent contractors. All the yeah, poor guys <laughs> who were putting in shitters in the Death Star. So um, he strips him of his, you know, the twenty years that he spent building up his allegiance to um, the Emperor and. If you've ever read any other Star Wars comics, and there there are comics that bridge the gap between um, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, and they have you, you get to see Vader becoming Vader. You get to see Anakin, Anakin Skywalker is essentially dead, and he's just he is a whining, mewling like I hate the Jedi, and that's that is his cause. But in James Earl Jones's voice, which always makes it better. It, it makes so much. It's, yeah, he, it's less whiny. It would be <laughs> your turn to against yes. me. Yeah, it, and it, it would have been much worse if it was um, uh, Morgan Freeman doing that. Oh. <laughs> Imagine Morgan Freeman as Vader's voice. He, he would get busy living, yeah. Luke, or get busy dying. Yeah, I don't know how you'd be scared of him at that point. Yeah, no. <laughs> Triple Zero was my favorite, though. There was a part where, like, he was, like, raising up the droids, and he was like, just kill the meaty ones. And I was literally laughing out loud. Yes. Yeah, and he, I loved how we called them meatbags. Yeah. That was very nice. <laughs> and um, there was one, my favorite interaction between him and Vader was, um, he's like, uh, I have good news and bad news, Lord Vader. Uh, the good news is I got the the information out of Silo 4. He's like, Fine, then dispose him. He's like, oh, then I have doubly good news for you. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's awesome. I'm like, that is so great. And just like such a throwaway line. I'm like, I love you. I would I would love to have Triple Zero in my arsenal. I know, 100%. right? Uh, he was such a great character. And BT was, I mean, yes. I, I mean, we got, C, uh, we got uh, R2-D2 and we got Chopper from Rebels, who I absolutely love. If you've never seen Rebels, you should watch Rebels. I have not seen Rebels. Um, well, you've, so you, you've watched most <laughs> of us. going to come for me after this episode. <laughs> well, you've watched, you've watched no, you most of Ahsoka. Most um, of we haven't finished we Ahsoka finish yet, okay. but you're enjoying Ahsoka, which means you're going and to enjoy Rebels, so will, we'll go back yeah. and watch. Okay. Yeah. And I will. I had to get you. the rundown before Ahsoka, gotcha. who Ahsoka was, so now at least I'm caught up on that. So 
I this reinvigorated my love of the Star Wars franchise. Now I was um, I was ten years old when A New Hope came out, and I loved. I, for those I, of you listening, do your math. Yeah, do that math. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it for the first year. Wow. I didn't see it till 1978 because I was like I, I science fiction. In my generation, when I was a child, science fiction let me down a lot. The only thing that I liked about science fiction was um, there were, I think, a little bit of Lost in Space and um, Logan's Run. Those yeah. were the that only two things yeah, that, that I had. Yeah. And everything else sucked. Star Wars sucked for a bunch of reasons. Or Star Wars. Star Trek. Star Trek sucked for a bunch of reasons for me because it was um, syndicated. And it was only on Saturday nights at 6 o'clock, and my father used to make us go to 5.30 Mass. Oh, gosh. We lived 10 minutes away from um, from the uh, the church. So by the time we got home, Star Trek was half over. And you go in there, and you're just watching a bunch of guys, you know, talking. It's boring. Yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Before the days you could record It's it intelligent. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, my God, why aren't they shooting people? So, um, at least in... Um, you got a half an hour uh, chunk out of Lost in Space. So I was like, all right, that's easy to digest. And the rest of it was just, there were O. Henry endings. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. And yep. it's like, oh my God, this sucks. So that, that killed me. So I was not a big fan of the science fiction back then. Uh, I loved kung fu movies, but you know, yeah, science fiction. So. Did I tell you the and kung horror. fu movies? Kung fu and horror, they were huge back then. I've, I've made enough changes. <laughs> Let's hold bit, out on Kung A little bit later. Yeah. Oh, just a little bit wait. later. <laughs> yes, wait till, wait till you're like knee deep in this. Wait, now yeah. I have my first stupid question. Yes. Oh, yes, go for it. R2-D2 is R2-D2. Right. Why is it not spelled that way in the comic book? In What do you mean? It's like R... R they actually spell out. Yeah. yeah. You but know, it's not like A-R-E. Right. Like they yeah are so this is actually I don't know the reason for this but I have I don't know why it bothered me so much but it did <laughs> well so you know oh a a r r t o o right. yes because yes. that's that's you you've got um, c three po wandering around during Vader down like who are two yes. yeah so I, I honestly don't know why they do it because I've seen Star Wars comics and other Star Wars properties like like books and stuff mm. that I've read where they do it both ways they'll, they'll and and the same with like C three PO they'll spell mm. out like C three PO like as if you're pronouncing mm. it instead of just writing the letter C the number three mm. and PO I don't know what the reason is. I think honestly I think it's just a writer's preference editor's preference I would imagine right yeah, yeah. that's pretty much all it is yeah. I and thought I was wrong all of these years, and I was you like, not. have I done something terrible I know, right? Here? Not, you are fine. The, the fact that you made the attempt means that you're a very special kind of special. So, all right, so that's uh, just one. I mean, oh, no, I have night. other ones. I also got a list. Yeah, I yelled this. at me last time. I don't like getting yelled at. I didn't oh, yell at no, you. It was yeah, like yeah. a homework assignment. <laughs> uh, but this is, uh, so we've got Vader getting the slap down. And he's got an uh, inspector. I was gonna say this. This guy was my favorite character. He's pretty badass for yeah, so many reasons. Badass. Like not just because he was. I mean, he's he's obviously like a, like a play on Sherlock Holmes, right? Mm-hmm. But they even made him look like that. Like he has that the, the like the Ambrose Burnside mm-hmm. choppers, you know, that go from the ears down over to the mustache, but nothing on his chin right. or neck. And he's got the monocle. He's got a monocle. Like it's you know, it, it's the little things like that when you think about the the s- futuristic. society. Society that they live in in Star Wars, right? This guy still needs a monocle. <laughs> yeah, why, why wouldn't he? Because you're thinking, you know what? You don't want to class up this um, 
this imperial officer's dress uniform? A monocle. It's Obviously. one of those things, right? It's like he's. It's like no, the Empire actually already paid for my laser recorrective eye surgery. I just wear the monocle to look cool, <laughs> exactly. to look intelligent. Like yeah, right. He's like, yeah, like I want to look like, like Mr. Peanut no. and the Monopoly Man. It's okay. Actually, I I don't know. I think everyone needs a pimp cane. Do they? They I do. would. I mean, if I if I were a pimp and I had my pimp cane. I would have some stuff in my pimp cane. But it has to be like, pool, like a cool one. Like it has a sword in it. Aren't there ones that like back in the oh, day yeah. guns? I like, have those one cool with ones. a sword in it. Yeah. Did you? I have a see? pimp cane with a, with a lion's head. That's so. really yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. Okay. See, I would take, I, I'd, yeah. I'd opt for I, that I, I want cane. that. Yeah, yeah. I definitely <laughs> want that. Um, but yeah, I love the, just the, the interchange between Thanoth and uh, Vader, how, you know, Vader's doing his own thing, right? Kind of going against what the Emperor mm-hmm. wants, kind of building his own little droid army, which I thought was just... Very hilarious, also to the fact that Vader's building a droid army with you know what came in the Clone Wars mm-hmm. and everything. Uh, but then, like you know, Thanos figures it out, and and you know, and he's because he's he's a good detective, he's a good inspector, he figures it out, and eventually, you know, Vader sticks it to him. But like they have the kind of like this mutual respect about yeah. it, you know. Like I I love when characters interact like that. And yes, absolutely. Um, you brought up something very not important, but like something that to me, yes. Um, Something that I think is really, really cool. If you look, if you go back to like the very first interaction uh, between Vader and Jabba the Hutt, Mm -hmm. you'll see that Vader like takes a step backward where Luke, like in Return of the Jedi. Oh, yes. Over over the the pit. Yes. Vader looks down and he watches Jabba's hand move and he steps back. Yep. And he's like, go ahead, dickweed. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, and his, and he's then, like, I dare you. Yeah, and then he throws his, all of his people at him. Mm-hmm. And, and Vader's like, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. And in one of my, another favorite thing of mine was in Vader Down, mm-hmm. when everyone's like, gang pile on Vader, and he's just like, whatever. And he just like, knocks people. It is it is like in Rogue One, yep. where he's the very last um, scene. Where they're on the the um, the, the Corsair and mm-hmm. he's just cutting through everybody. Yep. And they they're here and you just see him going hog wild. And this he's not even trying hard. Yep. No, I think that's one of the most might I say endearing things about Vader in this comic book. It almost makes you like him that he just gives no fucks. He's yes. just like he shows up and he's like, Okay, I'm here, what do you want me to do? That's why and he keeps I've, it moving. I've always been like in a Empire apologist for that reason, not because not because Palpatine was um, so far thinking. And I, I want you to realize one thing: the the Death Star was not because of the rebellion. It wasn't meant to take them out. It was meant for something else. Yep. There was a there I was something coming that required a, a planet killer. And. We don't know what it is. Interesting. So, who's going to write that comic? I think uh, Matt. Matt I'm, I'll I'm, give it a shot. I'm, I'm looking at you, Matt. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> and I love the introduction of Chrysanthemum. Yes, he is just badass. Yep. And the you know I think one of my so you're just the the Vader down part. I just love the line when he's like I'm looking at a bunch of dead men or like an army of dead men, whatever he says before he just takes everybody out. But yeah, the, um, the whole story on, uh, in the mining planet was like wonderful too, because it shows, it, it just shows how Vader was so more 
strategic and more of a tactician than like the emperor or anybody really ever gave him credit for like the emperor mm-hmm. like which kind of plays into the whole story of him trying to almost kind of like outgrow the emperor like maybe like take over like not really sure what he wants to do because he is he is just as 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 much of a tactician as a strategist if not better than the emperor is mm-hmm. you know and he's not kind of blinded by whatever it is the emperor is blinded by now i know you've watched clone wars and you know the um, enmity between Grand Moff Tarkin or yes. for, the former Governor Tarkin yes. uh, and Vader. Yes. They they hated each other when they met as Anakin and uh, Governor Tarkin. Yes. There was no love lost between them. And when um, Anakin became Vader, then, you know, you still see the, the you know, mm-hmm. bristling because... Um, the Emperor has two strong hands. One, the right hand, Vader, but the left hand, the sinister hand, is uh, Grand Moff Tarkin, who is a tactician. And um, I guess starts to realize, not he's never in here because he was on the Death Star. <laughs> he's on the Death Star. <laughs> Dead guy. Um, but you will, you'd see later on where um, they were such, they hated each other so much, but they actually respected each other so mm-hmm. much. There's a, an annual for um, when they were doing the, one of the, the times between. Right. You know, uh, Revenge of the Sith and uh, New Hope, where he actually gets Tarkin to hunt him. He's like, you are, he's like, I, I respect no man more than you. He's like, I want you to hunt me. Come get me. Come get me. Yeah. And, Holy crap. And Vader cuts a swath. And Tarkin spares no expense. And he, I mean, he sacrifices other people's lives with, like, Nazi um, efficiency. It is stunning the way he's, like, using people as chess pieces. And it's horrible. And, I mean, I, oh, hope, yeah. that, I hope the Nazi thing isn't taken out of context. <laughs> but in, in this world... You, you get a little bit of that in these comics. You do. Yeah. and. But that's what the empire is. They're the boot on your throat. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I, I I love Vader as a character, which is why I'm sort of an apologist for, you know, his being such a scumbag. <laughs> but uh, just in the in the grand scheme of things, yes, there's there's a right way and a wrong way, and obviously they're doing it the wrong way. <laughs> you know, wholesale killing of Jedi, not probably great. But by the end of the Clone Wars, you're like. You know what? I kind of understand. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Mace Windu is kind of a scumbag. Oh, yeah. He's, and I don't think that George Lucas meant to do that, but right. he did. Yep. And I'm like, Samuel L. Jackson in this role is, I mean, I like Nick Fury. Nick Fury's a great character. Mace Windu, not so much. No. Yeah. No, he is, he's not even as likable as uh, Jules from Pulp Fiction. I know it's really bad when you go back and watch, like especially when you watch Revenge of the Sith, you're mm-hmm. like, if Mace Windu just wasn't such a dickhead, I know. all of this could have been prevented. I don't trust him. It's yeah. like, he's your brother, man. Yeah. He saved your life multiple times. Yeah. And you're going to be like, I don't trust him. It's like, what the f- Yeah. <laughs> Holy God, are, are you serious? Yet you're turning him into the thing that you're afraid he's going to become. Yeah. Yep. So that to me was like, oh, you're 
just so wrong. Yeah, and it's funny when you again, like especially watching stuff like the Clone Wars and even a little bit like Rebels, you you kind of get into that more like really deep into the what it means to be a Jedi and like what mm-hmm. it means to be a member of the Jedi Order. And there are some things you kind of look at and you're like. Okay, well, that doesn't really make much sense, you know. It's like I could see why people didn't like this, right? Like I was just reading a, um, uh, oh god, it's called uh, Battle Scars. It's a book that uh, come, that's a Star Wars book that bridges the gap between the two uh, Jedi games, mm-hmm. um, Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor, mm-hmm. the ones you know that are like just most some of the most phenomenal games I've ever played. But the book bridges the gap, and there was this one scene in the book where the main Jedi, Cal, um, who's obviously had not an unorthodox Jedi experience, right, because it's, it's in the middle of the, you know, the height of the Empire before New Hope, and he's asking, like, his, at this time, his new master, like, why certain things are done this way in terms of, like, not being able to have connections. And it's like, well, they're not supposed to be romantic connections, right? And he's like, but what about the connection that, like, you and I have and the crew on the ship? Like, isn't that a connection? He's like, I don't understand. She's like, I don't have to tell you. She's like, like that's, just, that's just what they say. But, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me either. And I'm like, it's like, oh, this is why people got annoyed at this shit. <laughs> like, yeah. you're forcing you to do something. They can't really explain why. It's like, just do it because. <laughs> exactly. And we, we find out that... Uh, especially in Ahsoka, and you'll appreciate this, Melissa, because we find out that Hera's son, Jason, is Force-sensitive. Yep. Guess what? If you are Force-sensitive and you breed, you'll have a Force-sensitive child. Odds are. Why wouldn't Jedi have... uh, I mean, you should make them... and, And how can you not... If you're defending something, if you're the defender of something and you don't have a connection to it... Then why are you defending it? Right. Yep. Exactly. So, and that—that's something that's buy-in. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You, you gotta have skin in the game. Exactly. Yeah. So, and that's one thing I've always hated about the Jedi, and you're you're taking them from people who, and it, it's you're just like kidnapping. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. They're basically taking all the children, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, you just know, you know. I mean, imagine how the. It's like, how do the parents feel when the Jedi Temple was raided? Right. Where yeah. all those the younglings' parents and Anakin, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was the chosen one. Yeah, he's chosen to kill your kid. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. It's awful. What other dumb questions do you have, babe? Oh. Uh, they're not, these are not dumb at all. Well, there's only one more dumb question. I love it. Afra, is that how you say your name? Yes. yes. Okay. And I could have missed something in the first book. She was just Afra in the first book, and in the second book, she was Doctor Afra. She was a doctor. She, she was, was always like, a doctor. Always a doctor. Okay, I was just like, "What's going on here?" I must. And they just called something. her Afra, but yes, okay. you were introduced to. Um, she got her PhD in between all of yeah. the, well, well, the well, smuggling and conniving. Like poor her, she got the beat out of her this entire comic series. Oh, I know, uh, but she, she went through it. But she is sort of their Indiana Jones. Yep. Which I loved, and I loved the fact that. You know, one of the lines was, um, it shouldn't be in a museum. It should be out there. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> and I I loved her character because she knew where she was going. She was scared spitless of Vader. Yep. But she couldn't help herself. She was like the moth drawn to the flame. So you're she's, she's going on these insane adventures with Vader. Yep. And she's planning these. She's planning... Essentially, Ocean's Eleven type heists for him, and I'm like, that is awesome. That is, this is we're getting the best of a whole bunch of different um, genres of movies, and I loved it. I thought it was really, really cool. Yeah, I'll say like Triple Zero is my favorite, but Doctor Afra. 
She was pretty badass. She is I have to very say. badass. She was and, very cool. And that's one of the things that bothers me most about Star Wars. Uh, just as a franchise, they have a woeful uh, lack of strong female characters. And, yeah. You know, I mean, we had Mon Mothma and Princess Leia, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. That's all we got. And even Princess and Leia in these were pretty, she was pretty weak, like I'd say, in the series. Um, but I think it's purposeful because they're trying yeah, to I mean, she had her on its head, yeah. Yeah, and we, we missed out on badass Princess Leia, right? The most we the most badass Princess Leia we saw was that for that brief moment in, uh, was it Man- Mandalorian or Boba Fett? Whatever whatever season had that flashback of her, of, uh, her and Luke training, right? Like, it was like mm-hmm. the only time you got yes. to see her with the lightsaber. It was like, that was like one of the only times you got to see, like, real badass Leia because, yes, unfortunately, was, you know. <laughs> that was Boba Fett. Yeah. So, yes, when he was talking about that. That so. was a cool, that was a cool, like, flashback. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that Afra, Dr. Afra, whatever, right, was an amazing character and I loved I don't how... know if you know she's always been a doctor <laughs> one of my favorite she parts born of... <laughs> born. no schooling one of my favorite parts of their relationship was her and Vader was how she said from the get go she's like you know if it comes to that she's like just lightsaber quick and easy she's like don't do anything you know messed up or whatever and then when he finally gets to to do it he puts her in like into the vacuum the of airlock, space yeah. right the airlock and she's like oh come on she's like it just <laughs> but the really cool thing is that she had that contingency plan right yep. she wouldn't she come knew back, that vader yeah yeah she she knew that um if she had asked for it he's not going to give it exactly to so very smart on her part no punches with him she no. didn't watch her oh. words. She was she was badass. She was yeah. really cool. She was yeah. she was absolutely fantastic. I I uh, think that, and she has her own book now. Oh, yeah, so. I have to read it. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say so. Now now this has made me want to go and read more of the comics um, because I know that there's a lot more that they've done. You know, from a canon perspective mm-hmm. and bringing these characters in. I remember like hearing something about. Um, you know, just on like social media and people, blah blah blah. I remember a few years ago something about uh, they, some, one of the comics had posited that the Emperor manipulated the Metaclorians inside uh, Anakin's mother to actually mm-hmm. create Anakin. That was that whole, yeah. yeah. So yeah, they, they, yeah, that whole, and also did, um, I think his uh, Darth Sidious. No, not he was Darth Sidious. Uh, Darth. Plagueis. Yes. Yeah, Darth, Darth Plagueis. Plagueis the Wise. <laughs> uh, he manipulated everything to make uh, Shmi. Oh, uh, okay. Shmi Skywalker. There happen. you go. Yep. So, yeah, Shmi. <laughs> yeah, Shmi. I uh, know. Shmi's but me. There's, there's also something that uh, popped up that it was a deleted scene in Revenge of the Sith where um, when he's still strapped to the the chair of yeah. Palpatine and, and Anakin was uh, dueling with Dooku. They said, Anakin, this guy killed your mom. He had the... Um, oh, really? That's a deleted scene? You had the Tuscan, Tuscan <sighs> Raiders, you know, kidnap and, and, you know, beat on your mom. Yeah. And uh, that's what he was like, yeah, and he just, like, went after him because... Uh-huh. Yeah. I got to go back and watch it. I mean, I, I always thought Revenge of the Sith was the best of the 
Yes. You know, because everybody, like, yeah, you know how it is. Everybody, you have one group of Star Wars fan that shits on the 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 uh, prequel trilogy and another group of fans that shits on the sequel mm-hmm. trilogy. Everybody loves the, you know, the original trilogy. But, you know, for the most part, I like the sequel trilogy. I'm sorry, the uh, the prequel trilogy. The sequel trilogy, not so much. Yeah. A lot of problems with that. Um, but I always liked Revenge of the Sith. I remember when it came out, a lot of people were like, oh, this movie's terrible. I'm like, I really like this movie. <laughs> Except for Anakin um, Hayden Christensen being a whiny sack. Uh, and that's that's the director's fault. I was just gonna say, having watched Ahsoka, you know, and seeing those few episodes that he's in, right? We haven't finished yet, but I know you know more. I was, I was like, oh, it's not. It wasn't Hayden Christensen's fault. No. It was George Lucas's fault. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, look at him now. He's great. Yeah, he is. <laughs> you know, he just needed to to grow into the part. Yeah. And if they had not been so hell bent on making George Lucas's intergalactic C-SPAN uh, <laughs> of, you know prequels then it, it would have worked right yeah totally i mean i tell people when you're watching the clone wars skip everything with padme mm-hmm. yeah because she's not she's not a good character in this in the the prequels yes um with the exception of revenge of sin <laughs> a, little, a little weak in that but um the other ones, yeah uh, yeah, exactly. You know, like, <laughs> like, uh, and you're going to fall in love with Thor in about 10 minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but you had you had Hayden Christensen who, if, if he stopped whining in that and George was like, do this, we would have had a fine, sequ- uh, fine prequel. We and really would have. Good. Yeah. And I would have liked to... Inst- um, I would have liked to have had him not be like the murderer of... The younglings, that to me yeah, is, like there's no redemption for yeah. that. Yeah, you're it, a child killer. You're done. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it it makes for some funny uh, Star Wars internet content, but it's like <laughs> yeah. from the perspective of the actual movie, you're like ah, not not enjoying it you're so much. Really a scumbag. Yeah, really so, not enjoying it. But we got Doctor Afra. We like Doctor Afra. Love Doctor awesome. Afra. It's pretty cool. I love this guy. He was one of my favorite characters. Yes, Carbon. <laughs> just <laughs> like it's just just because it's like they they go out of their way to make you feel bad for him, right? About how he has been like more or less this disembodied head for years, mm. right? But now he's finally reborn with this new mechanical body, kind of just like General Grievous was, right? And you know, but then but then he's like, no, I'm like I'm going to undermine everything everybody is doing. It's all about me, me, me. Screw all of you. And he's just a conniving dickhead. Yeah. And then like he, he's, he's just like a sniveling little. You, you're not wrong about the dickhead yeah. part. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little spot on. That's so it. yeah, so when he when he bites it it's very satisfying but I love his character because he's just you like you want to feel bad for him for what he's been through but you're like man this guy is such a prick (laughs) well that's like the original Captain America movie that they did in like 1991 with Matt Salinger oh god they they made um, the Red Skull almost sympathetic like Mm -hmm. as a child he was abused and oh poor you and yada 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 and it's like no. no Red Skull's an evil scumbag and that's all there is to it yep um Vader didn't need the backstory that Vader got, but we're stuck with it. So he's he was a, you know, and we find out that through the Clone Wars, he was a really great general. Mm-hmm. He was an amazing warrior. And we find out through the eyes of Ahsoka that, holy crap, he, you know, he, he never turned his back on Ahsoka. Nope. Never. Never once. And that, to me, was the heart and soul of who Anakin Skywalker was. 
the fact that um, there there should have been something a little bit you know along the lines of Palpatine um, maybe you know doing the old switcheroo and you know, <laughs> you know possessing him or whatever yeah that would have been like all right then you know and if you had Anakin as a tortured soul yep rather than just this guy who followed um, Palpatine blindly which I never liked but. Again, we're stuck with it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. What other questions did you? That's it. Oh, I thought Set you had more. Them. No, I thought you had more. Oh, those yeah, are great those questions. Great. Yeah, those there more. was not a dumb question amongst them. Yeah, well, I mean they were they were not. The same. No, I love it. I love <laughs> no. when you ask questions. Where, where do you? I can't wait to have. I can't wait to see your questions in the next comics we make you okay. read. I, I I can't wait till you watch Rebels, and then we get to. I get to quiz you on Rebels. Yeah, don't worry. Rebels is the shorter of the two. Clone Wars is like nine seasons, but Rebels nine is only... Seasons. Rebels is only... I'm going to make you watch Rebels first, and it's only four seasons, Four seasons. Oh, yeah. only four seasons. When you yeah. watch the first episode or two, you're going to be like, oh, it's baby's first Star Wars. That's what I thought. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, I can't believe I'm watching this. But then I got in, and uh, I got to like episode three and four, whether, where... Yeah, it picks up real fast. Very quickly, and you're like, oh, my God, this is... Well, even after reading these, I need to go back and watch all of the movies again. It's been okay. more we can years do that. Than I care to admit we can do that. I would we'll love to do a movie marathon of all. I actually don't believe it or not. I don't in my vast collection of over three hundred DVDs. I don't own any of the Star Wars movies on DVD. I know. I really? Have to them yes. All. You can borrow mine. Oh, there we go. Now we're talking. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, what else do we have on this comic here? I had other things that I wanted to. I didn't. I didn't make notes. I was going uh, blindly. Well, maybe next time you should make notes. I, you know, I, I should have made. <laughs> I should have made notes. I apologize. Um, well, this time I got to read it first. Last time I was stuck with like twenty four hours to get thirteen Titans. That's awesome. This yeah, she reads I, a lot I faster than I do. She reads a lot faster than I do. So I was like, all right, take take these take these with you. Um, oh, I remember what I, the other thing I wanted to say because we, we were talking about it, his history a little bit. There's that one bit in the in the first volume where they go back to Naboo, mm-hmm. and I just thought that was a cool interaction. Like, because you got to see because now you because you you hadn't really seen Naboo post. You know, Sith, like right. in the in the heart of the of the of the Empire's rule, and it's like it's it's you know it's easy to forget that even after the Empire really rose to power, there was still this you know structure of government mm-hmm. in place, right? It, it was obviously less democratic because it was the yeah. Emperor's way or the highway, but there were still the concept of like senators and representatives and all that stuff. And like, it's very easy to forget about that when you kind of stick to the main, you know, Star, Star mm-hmm. Wars storylines. So you never see any of that, right? It's all the rebels versus the Empire. But having that little bit where they go to Naboo and they're with that senator, I was like, oh, that was a cool, and especially obviously Naboo with Vader. Like, but that was just a cool little. Bit I really like that. Like again, very like back to our original point. Just very thoughtful in their storytelling. Yes, I think he did a great job on the the nuances. Yeah, uh, like yeah, finding the guy who was the person who did the burial for yep. uh, Padme. That was very it was very sweet. And also the fact that Vader was like, "I will kill anyone who messes with mm-hmm. my memories." So, and it was it was. Pretty badass, and uh, I loved. There's there's so much to love about this, and uh, one of these days we'll do uh, the Charles Soul Vader, which was really cool as well. Is that what comes after this, sir? It comes before this. Oh, now we're talking. So yeah, it's between um, Revenge of the Sith and um, New Hope. 
That's so, the good stuff. That is the, where he becomes fader. So we'll do that n- not next time. We'll do that like three or four. Yeah, I was going to say that we, 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 should, we should discuss. I like when we discuss live what we're going to do cool. next because – Do you have any suggestions? I I do actually. I would like to go and do because we've we've touched on it before in like other conversations, um, and I've been seeing a lot of uh, advertisements about newer stuff in the Ultimate Universe, which I'm not quite sure what they. I really not sure what they did with the Ultimate Universe, like post Secret Wars back in like 2015, right when everything you know mm-hmm. got to down right. But I would love to talk about like the original run on the Ultimate, like those first couple volumes. Sure. Um, just because I, I think there's a lot of a lot of interesting stuff in there, especially you know just in the the overall climate of the world today, you there's know, some meat and like on those bones, yeah, yes. yeah. So maybe like like the first like two or three volumes of yeah. that, you know, I think that'd be fun to to do. Cool. Yeah. Then guess what? We've got our reading for next week or next time. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Dan, great books. Yeah. I mean, some of the. Most amazing artwork you'll ever see. Yeah, Brian Hitch is just... Brian Hitch is... Uh, I think it was Warren Ellis who called him the, um, the summer blockbuster artist. Mm-hmm. So and you look at that, and this is what the Avengers was based on. Gotcha. So it's... Everything now it's less gibberish. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. Like when when you when you when you when you read these these comics, you'll you'll see you're like oh like now I understand where the Avengers movies mm-hmm. kind of got their inspiration from. But then when you continue to read the comics, you'll be like oh I see that it came from just character design yes. only. Yes, thank, <laughs> and thank God for that. Yeah. Um, so you're gonna yeah you're gonna see a couple of things that you're like wow that's that that wasn't in the movies. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Um, all right. Well, hey, listen. I had a had a blast as always. Oh yeah. Yeah, I love coming here. Any other final silly questions from you? No. No. Thanks. I was told they weren't silly. They're, They're not silly. They were wonderful. <laughs> I love it. Not. Love love when you join us. But uh, thank you uh, guys for listening. We're we're here at the the secret stash like we always are. I'm Matt. I'm Mike. And we read comics. Mm-hmm.